0: Cool. darwin thank you so much for making the trip and coming in we're really excited to have you on the show and for the people who don't know you let's share a little bit about your background so how did yeah. things start out for you
1: yeah no good uh joe thank you for having me i appreciate course. you uh yeah my name is darwin born and raised in honduras i came here to the states for college Um uh, dad's a engineer my mom's a doctor so i kind of have the standard of like okay you better go to college. And uh, my dream was always to come here. You know, you always have that American dream in your mind. And I was always, I, I didn't really know what I wanted in terms of like that career itself, Yeah. but I knew I really wanted to be successful in whatever I did. Yeah. Uh, so I came here, my major was petroleum engineering based on a Google search that I did of Wow, Highly paid engineering careers. Gotta love I love Google, man. <laughs> Cause I knew I was not gonna be a doctor. Yeah. Doctors get paid well, but I just didn't I didn't see myself doing it. So uh, petroleum engineering came first and I was like, oh, oil and gas. Yeah, Shell, Chevron, they pay really well. Yeah. And then I started to contact people that were in the industry and they were like, yeah, Darwin, you do really well. Uh, you should come to Texas. I'm like, cool, I'm sold. Let's go. Awesome. You know, and then came here, started looking at schools. I started to look at UT, you know, all the schools. So I did what was best for my mom's interest too, yeah. which was community college. You might know international students pay like four times the amount like a wow in state or out of state will pay. Yeah. Just we pay the price for coming from outside. Yeah. Uh my mom was not super rich, but she gave us, she sacrificed to be able to give us our best education. But I, she was like, Yeah, I, I'll do it. I'll make the sacrifice. But I just knew it in my, I had a gut feeling that it was not going to be sustainable. Yeah. So I was like, Let's just do community college. And I, by researching the idea, I came to the conclusion that there was a community college because back home, they advertised the actual school. Yeah. Like, come to AM, come to U of H so they can charge a full price. Yeah. Started alone Lone College, so Texas, and then uh, did my first semester, second semester. And I went from being a bad student, no good grades in high school. I just cared about playing soccer and being cool. Like, I just really wanted to make enough to be able to, be able to make it to the game. Yeah. To, like, my mom saying, okay, I'm putting all my... You know, I'm putting all my coins in your bucket. You
0: got, yeah. Yeah.
1: So you better make this work. Mm-hmm. So I came from, okay, no soccer anymore. I'm going to focus on studying. That's when I realized that when I put my focus on something, I'm able to perform. Yeah. You know, I kind of like, she gave me no other option. Either yeah. you swim or swim, no single swim, swim or swim. Yeah. So I started classes and like classes like chemistry. Wow. That was super, I was super bad at it. Like no way passing grade. I was starting to make good grades. Yeah, I was getting nineties and like things were rocking, right? You were and applying I, yourself, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was actually enjoying it. You know, I just did it enough times that it came um, as a muscle energy, and um, so the barrel went all the way down. That yeah. that year that the oil industry went all the way down, all the people that I was in contact with from Shell Chevron got fired. Wow. I'm like, well, I'm an international student. The odds are against me. Yeah, I still got time to switch. So I did a decision that my mom was not proud of back then, but now she's really proud, which I switched my career without telling her. Wow. What'd you do? So I did supply chain management logistics.
0: Okay. And th- so you were still at the same university. Yeah. Right? Same okay. university. And I just didn't tell her. I just Kept enrolled going. in
1: the classes and she doesn't speak English. So she would just get the bill because she was paying for college. Yeah. I was paying for all the living expenses. Yeah. You know, I was paying for car rents. She just paid one rent. That yeah. was it. And then I was like, mom, I'm going to, I'm going to make a name for myself. Like, let me work. I was working on a job 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. as a butcher making $6 an hour. Wow. Okay. Four to two. And then I will go to college from 3 p.m. to like night. I remember getting out and being, you know, nighttime. And then I'll get home, repeat, repeat, repeat. On the weekends, I'll park cars with a ballet company. And that's how I will make cash money, extra money. So, you know, I was grinding. I really met. The grinding Darwin there. yeah, And um, just doing that, um, graduated, did everything. And then I remember graduation time, my mom comes and she's like, I'm so happy. We're going to have another engineer in the family. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, well. <laughs> about that? We've got to have a talk. <laughs> yeah. You know, you remember when the barrel went all the way down? Yeah. Yeah. So I made a switch. So you're actually going to have a business yeah. guy in the family. And she didn't talk to me. Like the morning of the ceremony when I got my diploma, she was like, Oh, yeah, so yeah. happy. whatever. But, um, getting into sales that was the game changer for
0: me, yeah.
1: I, when I was in college, I started an internship with the an oil and gas company because I, I still wanted to be involved in oil and gas, but not just in the chemistry, scientist way, right? Yeah, on the money side, oh, of course. So, um, I started this internship. And I did it for a year and a half. So, and I I was doing great. I was rocking. Because, you know, it was more like, okay, contacting point A, point B, making sure that we're getting the price that we're asking for or the price that they have, like they have a budget, you know, mm-hmm. making sure you don't go over that, Uh, making sure that the guys are on site, all that stuff. So I was, uh, I was getting trained and I started to see things that were like, I started to hear calls specifically with suppliers Yeah, and suppliers will say, no. I'm like, man, I mean, he could have asked this. Yeah. Could have asked that. And I'm like, I'm in training. I cannot say like,
0: dude. (laughs) Can't overstep the boundary. Yeah.
1: But I started to tap into my sales skills. I I didn't think there were sales skills. I, I thought there were just like logic. Yeah. communication communication kind of thing i just didn't have like the word sales in my mind you know sales is such a like a thing that's pushed um especially in america but back in my country too back in honduras like you you don't want to be a salesperson yeah so um i started that and then started the training did it for a full week and now i'm by my own and then you know you're in a cubicle and then you you can hear calls
0: yeah and I'm like,
1: damn, that, that guy messed up that call, <laughs> you know. And I was getting so many good results from day one. Yeah, my boss loved me. I remember him asking me, like, "Hey, did that guy train you well?" And I was like, "Yeah," you yeah. know, uh, "Yeah, credits to him." You know, trying to be
0: polite but not give him, yeah, not give him all the credit. Exactly. Yeah. So I had an idea
1: that I was like, "Damn, if this guy's messed up this calls, I, I wonder this company has been operating for years." So I told my boss, "Hey, give me the." a stash of clients that have said no for the past six years. Yeah. And he was like, no, but those, those accounts are closed. Like, no, you know, I was like, no, I'll do it in my, on my own time. Like, I'll still make the calls that I need to make. Yeah. And I closed at a 30%
0: range. I love that, dude. So you took the no pile and you got 30% back from it. Yep, That's awesome.
1: And I got it for the price that they wanted, the time that they wanted the contract for. And that's when my boss was like, taking me to dinners, so, you know, <laughs> like you're a young guy, 20 yeah. years old, like almost like gra- graduated
0: college, like the perfect guy. Well, you showed how valuable you can be to his business, right? Exactly. I was only doing it part time. Yeah. I was only doing it part time because I remember
1: talks like, hey, where are you going to be in 10 years? All this stuff like we really got personal. He had the the kids, the house, the Bentley, you know. I wanted to be like this guy. Yeah. This guy like was like 45, 50. But for me, this was my 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 picture of success. You know, yeah. I was like, I want to be this guy. Then yeah, graduation time comes and I'm like, well, Tim, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to to do full time now because I'm graduating and like you're invited. This is my way of telling you you're yeah. invited. And uh, and then he's like, I remember his face. Yeah. I can just, it's in my mind engraved. He's like, Well, I don't take those decisions, Darwin. Uh, I like your enthusiasm and everything, but we'll have to submit it to corporate. Hmm. I'm like, Well, I thought this was the boss. Yeah. I thought this was the guy that called the shots. Like, do I really want to be like this? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sure they will say yes. You know, there's there's performance, but there's corporate. Yeah. In corporate, there's rules that are engraved in stone. Even if you're the best of the best, there are things that if they don't align with corporate, you're just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not, you know, so report comes back saying that I've only been in the company for a year and a half, which is not, it doesn't comply with the entry level requirements, which is, as you may know, two years for any company. So Tim Tremblay is his name. If he's watching, this guy changed my life. Um, he was. He he was. He said, "Go do six months in another company. It will mm-hmm. be great for you. I'm sure that you, when you end up with us, you're gonna stay forever. Mm-hmm. But go experience something else. Go for six months. I mean, uh, I already spoke to the person on the top. After six months, you just bring the 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 record. We'll hire you right away, full time. Yeah. And I'm an international student. Yeah. I'm like making plans around this company." yeah, I'm going to do all this, mom. All of a sudden, I'm like, mom, they, they fired me pretty much. Wow. <laughs> I got to find something. And remember, visas expire. Wow. So there's an OPT that's a, that's a time like a year for you to stay in the country, mm-hmm. legally work. So I'm like, okay, I got a year, pretty much a year and a half now, to go build a career. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I will have to make it work. Again, it was a swim. Or swim situation. Yeah. So I remember I was looking for any advice. You know, I was even asking for unqualified advice. Like, mom, what should I do? My mom's not here. She doesn't know the educational system. Yeah. You know, I should be asking counselors and stuff like that. So I went to a counselor. I was like, hey, so uh, things didn't work out. What do you think I should go for? Like, what what kind of jobs should I look for? Because I'm jobless right now. Yeah. You should do sales. All those companies hire all the time. You're good at talking to people you have charisma i'm like sales yeah sales no it just it doesn't sound like the college degree person you yeah know? like i want sounds like, like it's beneath you exactly yeah. i want my my you you know i had a different idea of success back then but yeah i'm like well it's only six months mm-hmm. i'm gonna go through this trial of six months but uh i remember interviewing so this is when Rami, Cindy comes into the equation. This guy really, really took my mind. It was a privilege working with him. And then he connected me with so many people that are still my coaches, Vera Quinn and Jamie Hebb. I was with Jamie this weekend in California. Oh, cool. So that's how far this, uh, this decision of taking the, the, the sales job went. So I interviewed with Rami. I interviewed with different companies, but Rami was the definite factor. Yeah, Sharp guy. I saw young people happy happy equals success success equals money yeah so i was like they're in sales they're happy they must be making money and the guy was sharp good suit, good questions it's like well if i'm gonna learn it's gonna be from this guy
0: yeah
1: uh, out of the other uh four interviews that i took and then it's only gonna be six months it's gonna be that bad and i'm gonna be talking to customers they told me about this door to door thing and i'm like oh well,
0: uh that's weird
1: but I can make it work if there's guys like me.
0: Yeah, if other people can do it, why can't I, right? Exactly. And I
1: asked for the training. I was like, yeah, it's a week, two week, two week training in which you're like shadowing somebody that's experienced in the field. And yeah. I got guys that are two to three years in and are really successful. I'm like, okay, there, there's a structure. So yeah. that's what I needed. I remember starting six months after the interview, right? Because I, I was waiting to graduate. Yeah. Start the job. And it's a door to door sales job. So you might know how this thing goes. Oh, yeah. And especially for a guy that comes from a corporate environment, it's pretty impactful. Yeah. So I remember meeting at the office and like, you know, uh, morning meeting and atmosphere and doing all the things, high rollers. And we get out and it's like, okay we're going to go to the field. I'm like the field. okay, is this making calls like Wolf of Wall Street? (laughs) How is this going to work? What are we doing? Yeah. No, we're going to go to the Walmart and we're going to park there. And then from there, we're going to go to other business to business. Yeah. uh, Selling office supplies for Staples. That was back then corporate. Yeah. So we start at the, at the beginning of the territory and, you know, tight to the right, hit every business. And like, I'm seeing this guy just say the same thing over and over again to every single customer. Mm -hmm. Some people say yes. Some people say no. The first yes. I'm like, okay that was simple yeah that was my first thing i was like damn if they make money like this i can make money yeah and uh i was like how much we make it's like 200 bucks i'm like well that's like
0: two weeks of the butcher shop
1: wow (laughs) (laughs) you know like
0: so you instantly start thinking, man, if I do two or three of those a day, uh-huh. and I hit seven days a week, and you instantly start thinking.
1: Yeah, no offense to my trainer. Yeah. He was not well-dressed. His hair was like, you know, I, I, I always had that factor that I used the scanner, right? Yeah. Like the, the eye test kind of thing. Yep. Like, I'm like, this is not a guy that I would be like happily to see right away. Yeah. If he starts talking, he did have that factor of like talking. But I'm like, well, there's certain... Edges that I have that these people clearly don't have. Yeah. The only thing that I had against me was my accent. Mm -hmm. I really had a strong, I still have it, but I had a strong accent by the time. So second day comes around, uh, another girl trains me, same system. And I'm seeing the same thing, same pitch. I'm seeing like a structure. I'm like, well, everybody's saying the same thing. Like a weekend, I can memorize this pitch and I'm building confidence as I'm going. Yeah. Uh, third day, another girl trains me. Fourth day, definite factor. A guy that's Latin like me, same color as skin, same height trains me.: Yeah. Made, makes like 700 or 800 dollars that day. Wow, I'm like, I'm gonna be rich. Yeah, you know. Uh, I'm gonna be rich. So I remember just going on Saturday, Sunday murdering this pitch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I can memorize this thing, I'll be successful. First week, I wrote the whole office yeah. I think I made. $2,500 that week. And ever since that first week, I ended up number one of the country for the whole organization, for the whole country, ever since I left. Wow. So I never, not for a single week, some weeks, yeah, there was a guy that beat me. His name is James Frederick. Uh, he would beat me sometimes, but at the end of my career with them. Uh, and uh, it was just relentlessly every week, every week. that yeah. I started learning about money. Cause then, you know, I went from twelve dollars in my bank account when I first started. You finally
0: got some money, so you had to learn how to manage it. Yeah.
1: Yep. And I I learned I learned a ton of 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 that part, you know, because all of a sudden you got money. So now you're like okay, spending, spending. So but that was pretty much it. And that's how I ended up like opening the cleaning company. Okay. Because they gave me a new client for, for the office. We stopped stopped representing Staples. They gave me a new client, which was uh, Vivin, and uh, they gave me the client. They, they didn't give me a pitch. Mm. So back then, they, they gave me a structure. So panic comes around. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm here by myself. Yeah. You know, and I'm the only rep because I was like trying it out for them. Yeah. They gave me the product, no pitch, no structure, nothing. So I'm like, okay, I g- got to piece this out. And Rami just knew, you know, a coach knows how to like push you. How to trigger you, how to make you better. Yeah. You know, that, that's a coach for me. And he just said, "Well, you're scared? I'm like, In my inside, I'm like, Yes, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, Well, I, I, I thought you were a winner. And that was the biggest thing. Mm. I'm like, Rami, watch me. Just give me a day or two. I'm going to figure this out. You know, this is, this is something that's going to take my game to the next level. It might not be. Super comfortable at the beginning, but this would really, really pay off in the future. So then we start adding people to the campaign slowly, but surely. More and sales reps. More I mean, sales yeah. reps. And mm-hmm. I was training them on a pitch that I built mm-hmm. and they get results. results. And then nice. they add another person and they get results and then they get another person. And all of a sudden we got a 12 man office wow. running and we're selling solar too, which yeah. is a high ticket object, you know, and we were selling. And I'm like, dude, like four months in, five months in, I'm like, I, I built this, you know? It's a good feeling. So I was able to build, it had his name, it had Rami's name, Yeah. but he empowered
0: me. And you knew, you knew that whole operation wouldn't have happened without you. Exactly. So all of a sudden you started thinking to yourself, well, what uh-huh. if I was the guy collecting all the profits for there this? There you go. <laughs>
1: yeah. that, that was my biggest feeling, yeah. you know, cause I, There's a time in which you just feel that something inside of you. You're like, okay, what if Mm -hmm. I do something else? Mm -hmm. And I started just getting seduced by the idea. So I had a cleaner in Dallas and he was coming to my place every two weeks. I'll pay him $160 every two weeks to come in my place. So it's $320 a month. You know, but built a relationship with this guy. This guy was super good. You know, I'll wait for him, like hey, I'm like, tomorrow's the cleaning. That's good. I yeah. would feel it as a necessity, you know, instead of an expense. Yeah. So I remember when he started serving my apartment, it was because my neighbor used him. And then all of a sudden I, I started seeing him every day in the building. I was living yeah. in Skyhouse, Dallas and, you know, there's one elevator. So I, we bumped into each other yeah. so many times. So I'm like, this guy has a lot of clients and like, it's, Sometimes God acts in certain weird ways to yeah. lure you some, some places. So I received a bank statement. And you know how, I don't know what bank you use, but Chase will send you like snapshots mm-hmm. of like, you spent so much money on this. And my number one expense was cleaning that year. Yeah. You have spent so much money to this guy. I think it was like seven to $8,000 with tips and everything, you know? Um, so I was like, dude, this guy works with all my building. Yeah. So I started making numbers. I'm like, he works with five in my building. He works with a couple of my friends. So next time he cleans, I'm like, dude, I have a question for you. How much money you made last year? He starts laughing. And I'm like, no, this guy doesn't know English, Joe. Yeah. Like in skills level and market value, he's really low in terms of like what you will look for a candidate. You yeah. know? So well, I made $250,000. i am like, dude, you don't even know English. You don't have any sales skills. How many doors have you knocked? He's like, knocking doors? I'll leave that for you. Yeah. So he's like, my business is strictly referral. Wow. And in my mind, I was like, Poof. how long have you done this? Six years. I can get you those results in one year. Wow. You know. So you partner up with him? No. Nope. No? I paid him for, for him to train me. Wow. So I paid him for a full week. I'm like, I'm going to pay you $2,000. Mm-hmm. You train me. Take me to houses, put me to work. And he's like, dude, no, I got to pay you if you're going to clean. It's like, no, no, no. I want to learn. Teach me everything, you know? Yeah. You know, inside the house, what to do. And he's like, well... What are you going to do? Are you putting your job? Because this guy had massive respect for me. I'm in mean, a suit and tie every yeah. day. you know
0: he, 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 he saw calls that I was running with people. He didn't know He didn't know the value of what he had. He uh, didn't yeah. know. You see <laughs> uh, Many yeah. times, like many times. Yeah, so
1: um, he trains me for a full week, uh, introduces me to his guys. He's got a 15-man crew. like this guy brings so much value and he doesn't know. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you have a gym here. Like, He's like, yeah, that's all right. I'm like, dude, no. That's the reason why you probably stayed at 250 all this time. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, what do you want to do? Like, You want to open up a business? And he's like, and I'm like, yeah, I want to open up a business. And I see a, a big gap in the cleaning business. Because then I started doing my own research. Websites. I'm like, cleaning companies. There's not a lot of professional cleaning companies. There's not a... Steve Jobs of cleaning. Yeah. It's not a well-developed industry because it's taken not so seriously. Yeah. And typically you don't have a cleaning company. You have a cleaner. Yeah. That goes to your place just like I had. But it was because he liked to do those apartments because it was luxury apartments and he was afraid about losing his clientele there. Yeah. So he would give his no so important customers to the other guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started making numbers. I'm like, okay, if a customer pays 160 just like me, mm-hmm. okay, how many, this is recurrent. That's $300 a month. Okay, how many customers would it take me to get to a half a million dollar business? You know, I started adding 10. Okay, so that's a 30,000 uh, cash flow, mm-hmm. okay, 20, 60. And then I started making the math and I'm like, okay, I average 20 customers in Staples before. What if I do it for my own cleaning company? Mm. So I do what I do best, which is door knocking. Yeah. I went, tried different cities. I went to California. I went to New York. And then my last destination is kind of like, God put it that way to just close it in the best way was yeah. Austin. And I knocked in Austin. My first day in Austin, I got six customers. Six customers. just. Yeah, I've been waiting for a cleaning service. Thank God. I'm like, dude, there's a high demand for this. And I just made up the price. I was like, how much? 220 that's more than i pay. And she was like, yeah. No, let me think about it.
0: Just instant, yes.
1: And I need you to come once a week. I'm like, man, that's $1,000 a month right there in one cell. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm just rolling. I'm like, hey, I'm already helping your neighbor, Amy. Like, you know, and then they just started saying, yes, yes. Hey, I have a sister. Hey. So I'm like, day one, I knew I was going to stay there in Austin. Yeah. You know, so started in Austin. And then I was knocking. And cleaning Knocking and cleaning So I will knock from 9 to 12 Take lunch from 12 to 12.45 Then I'll be uh, Knock No, no I'll clean From 9 to 12 Then 12.30 I'll go eat something And then at 1 I'll get back to knocking mm-hmm. 1 to 5 And then if there was a house That was scheduled Like a move out cleaning You know, typically you're moving out Till night yeah. so I'll do another cleaning A night. But it was all by myself. I didn't have any partners. I got out of Dallas because that was his business. But he doesn't want more clients anyways.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But out of
0: respect, I just wanted to get out of there. Yeah, you didn't want to compete with the guy who was good to you and taught you and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a time in which I was like, okay, I I just need to grow my clientele to the point that I can hire one person. Yeah. So I grew it to, I think, 20 clients. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I need help. So I hired a part-time and then I just kept, I I had, I had more, more time because, okay, a house that I'll finish by myself in three hours, we'll do it now in two hours. Yeah. So now I had more time for knocking, which equal, equal to more customers. More
0: revenue and therefore, yeah. Okay. And the only way you will lose a customer is by
1: bad service. Like once you add a customer, it's forever there. Yeah. Like I have customers that week one. Are, have been with me and and loyal, super loyal. And they have brought me so much business out of referrals, you know? Yeah. And um just keep adding, keep adding. And I kept adding people. People is the most important factor in my now that I'm like a year into this. People is the most are, is the most important factor. Then I hired second person, third person, you mean fourth your, person. Your
0: staff, your employees, staff are the most important.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. They're the most important thing. That cannot be everywhere at every time. Yeah. You know, we're in five houses right now yeah. and I'm here and the customers are happy. Yeah. You know, and not all of them are recurrent. So adding people, but adding people that add value. Yeah. That's the biggest piece because out of desperation, you're like, I need help. I need help. You'll hire anybody. Yeah. And I made that mistake before. Definitely. And, you know, in a, in a residential business, especially commercial and residential, you're given the keys somebody to a house, which they have their car keys right there. Yeah. They have the intimacy, like, you know, and have and it's so it's so easy to develop great relationship with your customers when you're cleaning their house. You know, yeah. so that that has been good for us. Yeah,
0: they're they're getting vulnerable with you. They're letting you into their life. Exactly. And yeah. so it's a high liability thing. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like I got really good at interviewing. Yeah. I got really good at like getting to know people. Like my eye check went to the next level.
0: Yeah. That you know and well you care because that's your business that you built from the ground up and just one one bad hire could mean that person does something that loses your business and you get a negative review and that could be incredibly costly
1: yeah especially in such a referral business oh yeah you know this is oh yeah they came in late they did this they did that like customers are a little bit hesitant about hiring you know i prefer just over-delivering every single time, even if I lose. Yeah. So let's say if the customer's paying 200 bucks and the guys are like, yeah, but this is super dirty. This is, I'm like, I'm gonna pay you everything that the customer's paying. Yeah. Just make sure that the house is well-delivered. You know, and the next cleaning, what's funny is not, it's not as hard Yeah. because you already did a deep cleaning at the beginning. So it's not gonna get as dirty as in two weeks, you know? Right. So then you're gonna win on the next in the, in the next cleaning. So, but many business owners are just like so worried about winning in every transaction yeah. that they forget about the big vision of the business. My vision is to have over 5,000 recurring customers, but not just customers, but build a network in within my customers that we can, we can help each other with other stuff. Yeah, That's why I was building the podcast for, and I am building the podcast for it. It's like, okay, I have a network of people that... Through interviewing them and getting to know them, I let them know that I don't care just about their business. I care about their life. I care about their success. I care about learning from them. Yeah. And, you know, like once you get to a position in life, you only want to share. You know, and, and that's my biggest, biggest, big goal, which is impact. <laughs> impact has always been my, my biggest vision, you know, but first I had to get the money. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Once I had the money, right. You
0: can't really think big long-term vision when you're sweating your rent payment on Friday. Yeah, exactly. Like parking cars, cutting,
1: cutting, you know, meat and stuff like that. I couldn't really, I saw it really far. Yeah. I just didn't see it close enough, but I just kept getting closer, closer every day, just by doing the right things, you know? And, it. and, it's a 1% better every day. And then all of a sudden, when you focus six months in, 12 months in, you look back and you're like, damn, I haven't looked back in so long. And this has been a long way.
0: Yeah. A lot, that's a lot of 1% that have built up over that whole time for yeah, sure. And it compounds. Incredible. Well, you got your business off the ground there in Austin. And uh, how big did you guys scale it up to?
1: Yeah. Right now... We're at roughly $2.2 million in sales. Wow. So we got about 15 to 18 guys in the crew. We have a really well-established crew in terms of, like, the people that do outside cleaning. Yeah. Like window cleaning, house washing. We are started doing roof cleaning for metal. Nice. Um, also gutters and everything that's outside, you know, like dryways and all yeah. that stuff. And then you have your interior cleaning uh, people. That's, like, I have a manager for each crew. And then I have a manager training another future manager to replace him. And the biggest thing I think in scalability is your ability to communicate the big picture to the guys. Yeah. Because if they get stuck in the, I just have a job thing, you will never grow. Yeah. You have to have motivated individuals that want to follow, but also can follow. The only way that they know that they can follow you is by the way you communicate your message, which is the message of the big picture. Yeah. Hey, if we get here, I'm going to share the pie with you this way, with a specific numbers, a specific dates, like everything's super specific. So it's like a horse and a carrot. You have something that they can chase. Yeah. You know, most of your employees are not going to naturally be, but like, oh yeah, I'm into self-development. Yeah. They're not going to naturally <laughs> do that. You <laughs> right, know, right. you are into it because you're the entrepreneur and you know that your business will only grow as much as you grow. You know that. Definitely. But your employees, you don't know that. So you got to incentivize growth in them. Yeah. And then you don't tell them what to do. You, tell, you incentivize how to think. Yeah. You create an environment in which they can think for their own self.
0: Yeah. Like, that's, that's incredibly insightful. So like, what are some of the ways that you do that with your, your sales reps and your staff? What are some mm-hmm. ways that you keep them focused on that vision? Yes. So let's say
1: making them think for themselves. Mm-hmm. I get a call. Darwin, this happened. Okay. What do you think we, we should do? Uh, we should do this. Okay. And how do you think we should talk to the customer because that happened? Uh, well, based on what we have done, we should do this. Okay. Seems like you have it all taken care of. I, I guess I did. They never call me back for the same problem. Yeah. They never do. I like that. And then you empower them to take initiative. You know, you receive less calls, less worried. They, they're, they are the managers of, yeah. the, of the...
0: You're creating leaders. You're not creating victims. You're exactly. creating leaders. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I love that. So,
1: and that's the biggest thing, you know, and then seeing them, seeing you every day, you know, I, I had this advice from one of my customers. I was like, Darwin, you got to be the first one in, last one out. You got to be the one opening the gate and the one closing the gate. Yeah. Because you never want to make your, your employees feel like you're just sitting back since you have a recurring revenue. They make their numbers in their mind, Darwin. Like they really do. They, they always seduce the idea of like, okay, what if I go by my own? And you got to keep them, you know, you got to keep them close enough to be able to influence them, empower them, and teach them the ways. Yeah, But you got to keep them far enough to motivate them to be better.
0: Yeah,
1: so it's like, well, yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning how to manage a crew and everything, but Darwin's still an essential piece of the business. Yeah, I don't think I'll do as well if I'll go by myself. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I I always show the guys that I'm really appreciative about what they do, but I never show them that we're done. Yeah, like I can easily say, hey, hey guys, we're not we're not getting any more customers. Um, you know we're, we're good. staying we're going to coast. Yeah. Yeah, we're staying with our clientele right now. Like it's recurring. We have I mean, we're booked 3 months out. Yeah. You know, I'm recruiting right now to be able to book more during this month because if you want to schedule an appointment, I, I have to schedule you December yeah. time. So, um I can easily do that and the business will still be profitable, but is that satisfying the vision? No. Yeah. And the moment that you're not congruent with the vision that you communicate to your people, it's the moment that your people start quitting on you. People yeah. don't quit. People don't quit on companies. They quit on leaders.
0: Yeah, so true. So, yeah, you got to have a vision big enough that everybody on your team's vision actually fits into that. Yep. So that's incredible. Yeah. Well, now that you guys have been so successful and you're growing so much, what are some of the what are some of the goals that you've got on the horizon?
1: Yeah. In terms of goals, I want to be able to expand to different cities. Like right now, we have a solid Market in Dallas that mm-hmm. we've been able to. Um, do one of my friends, good friends, um, but organically promote somebody, yeah. like somebody that started as a cleaner that was probably making eleven dollars. That's the average that they were making in their past jobs, and just making twenty dollars an hour with me to be a business owner. That's always been my vision. Yeah, you know, empower people to the point that they can manage your own self to manage others. Yeah, to lead others because. I learned this. You cannot manage people. You can only lead people. You manage resources. You manage money. You manage the trucks. You manage the equipment. But you can only lead people. So um, I want to promote three of the guys that we have in our crew to manage. Yeah. How we'll do this, we'll we'll go to a different city and we'll split profits Mm 50-50. So you come from being normal Joe to being my partner. Yeah. You just got to show me that first you can teach people how to work uh, you first can do the work yourself yeah definitely and then you can teach others how to work and then you can develop others to do the same i love
0: that that's so, incredible so next level for you is really developing more leaders and then in turn that'll help you expand into other cities other yeah. states and next thing we know it you're going to be all over the world man yeah It gives
1: us a higher reach. You know, I concentrate on the development of my people. The money will take care of itself. Yeah. Like if we're in three more cities, like it's going to be natural. that We're going to start selling more. So.
0: Oh, for sure. It will take care of itself. Well, dude, that's incredible. And, you know, throughout your whole journey, I'm sure you've learned tons of lessons through this whole process. So what would you say is like one of the most valuable lessons that you've had to learn that you really think everybody could benefit from hearing?
1: One of the hardest lessons I've known., <sighs> huh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna work as hard as you're working in your own business. It's not going to happen. you're not gonna find it. I mean, it's It's not gonna happen. You might find people that are really are really moderated and really want to do well for themselves, but you won't find that person that's willing to go through a wall for your business every day. Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day of the week, but not every day. So I, I stopped creating expectations in my mind of how people will act, and instead, I started creating um, like a non-negotiable list for me. And then if I would control my controllables, the controllables would in turn take care of the uncontrollables for me. It's awesome. So I don't control anything that I cannot control. I don't give time to like, oh, the weather. So we cannot do the window cleaning. I'm like, how can I be prepared? If it rains, what would the company do? Yeah. Can we reschedule for a different day? Or maybe if it rains in the morning, we can reschedule for the afternoon. <laughs> huh, the rain already did half of the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like all those things. Like, I just look at things differently. Things hit the fan and I'm like, I start asking questions. I get curious. Instead of getting panicked, I'm like, okay, what is this trying to teach me? What weakness is this trying to expose? Yeah. What do I need to work on? Why does this even happen? Has this happened before? Is this a pattern or is this a new thing? Was this my fault or was this something that just happened because the season? Yeah. Isn't in the season, you know? So, and I start getting answers. And then as soon as I start getting answers, I'm like, okay, this is something I cannot control. Okay. I'm not going to give it my time. Yeah. So I'm just going to control what I can control. So those things that I can control can control the controllables in turn.
0: Love that. Well, dude, I've, I've loved having you on the show, and I'm sure everybody's going to benefit a ton from everything you shared. So if, if people want to get in touch with you, maybe they're interested in your business or they just want to pick your brain, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, my Instagram's really active. So L-I-C-D-F-A-J-A-R-D-O 21. Uh, and then my face was pretty open, so Darwin Fajardo, I don't know if there's a domain for Facebook, uh, and then for Twitter, in turn, it's the same. So I'm always open to learn. I'm always open to uh, help others, too. I started a, a coaching business, in a way. Nice. I have about 12 people that I coach in terms of door-to-door sales, how to start a home business, and yeah. all this things. So that's something I, I just started. I'm like, you know, conversating with it, but it's had great results,
0: that's awesome. Well, I think anybody'd be really lucky to learn from your integrity and mm-hmm. your, you know, your competence and how quickly your business has been successful. I think anybody'd be lucky to learn from you. So yeah. Darwin, thank you so much for being on the show yeah. today, man. Thank you, Joe.